Welcome to the Companion Chapel Everyday Bible Study Podcast. My name is Mike, coming to you from the Great Lakes area of beautiful Ontario, Canada, on this gorgeous Monday, October 16th day, 2021. It's October 18th, 2021. It's sunny outside, but it's cold outside, and it's windy outside, and that wind is pushing the... The, the smoke back down the into the fireplace here into my wood stove and blasting it out like two car exhaust pipes and I'm not too sure what I did wrong if anybody can help me with that get in touch with me at thecompanionchapel.com and we're doing first Samuel chapter 31 today don't you dare miss it this is a great chapter about can people really see the future and is there such thing as diviners evil spirits demons devils and is there such thing as mediums or can they really is it true and this chapter really hits it home. This is a great chapter. Okay, all anxieties and uncertainties stop where biblical urgency starts. This Companion Chapel podcast makes the Bible easy for you to understand and enjoyable for you to follow along. Please first consider your part in the many-member body of Christ. This is your church. Help glorify, magnify, and broadcast God's saving word. My part is creating this Bible teaching media. Your part consists of getting involved in the church administration with your time or money contributions, managing, marketing, advertising, helping with the website, or coming out and helping with this podcast, even be a co-host of this podcast. God expects you to use your gift, your God-given talent, to use it in the many-membered body of Christ. Companion Chapel is a registered nonprofit ministry. This Bible teaching podcast is only possible with your donations. Give it up for God and your whole human family, broadcasting the seeds of truth throughout the world. Be part of it. Give it up for God at CompanionChapel.com, Visa, MasterCard, PayPal, or e-transfer to email address CompanionChapel at gmail.com. Companion Chapel is located at number 338, Side Road 28, Slash 29, Paisley, Ontario, Canada, N0G2N0. Let's get right down into 1 Samuel chapter 31. This is, this is very much to do with today. And it has to do with demons, devils, evil spirits. Now listen. If you don't think there's demons, devils, evil spirits, if you don't think there's an echelon of people or echelon of entities and there's another world, then I guess you don't believe in any abnormal activity, paranormal activity. I guess you don't believe in, have you ever seen a Ouija board move? Because I have. I guess you don't believe in demons, devils, evil spirits at all. That you think that we are the one and only living entity here. Human beings were on the top, but you can look into space and infinity and you think, yeah, we, we own all that. That's us. We're on the top. There's nothing else out there. I can tell you there is. We have been reduced and restricted so far that we can't even comprehend space and time. When we think about infinity back and infinity forward, it's incomprehensible to us, and that's what God said. I made you born once through the matrix, innocent of woman, passing once through the matrix, innocent woman. You're going to be reduced and restricted, and you're not going to understand. I'm going to tell you about how the earth was created. I'm going to tell you it was an infinite time ago, because space and time don't mean anything in the spiritual world. It's an illusion to us that we can't wrap our heads around. God has us restricted. And watch this. Demons, devils, evil spirits uh, can be summoned. And people think it's their relatives, and it's not. And look what happens. Okay, we read about it in chapter 29 when Saul, or uh, what was that? Chapter uh, 28. When Saul went to the witch of Endor... And, you know, of course the witches are going to seem nice. Or else no one would come there. 
No one, no one would seek them out. These are mediums, wizards, tarot card readers. If you give your soul or you give your will over to the evil side, which will, might seem pleasant to you, then you are going to uh, be able to talk with these demons, devils, evil spirits who will always disguise themselves as, you know, something that is pleasant to you. It's, it's the same. A spirit, uh, back in chapter 28, there was a spirit impersonating, impersonating Samuel. And just as it is done in the present day by the medium. Okay? It's never directly. There's always something that comes in between. And that's what happens. They impersonate. They know. But they're not bound by the perimeters of being human. Space and time don't mean anything in the, in the spiritual world. Like, they can bop around. They can go back... And watch this, verse 31, or chapter 31. Do they know the future? This chapter answers it. Now the Philistines fought against Israel, and the men of Israel fled from before the Philistines and fell down slain in the Mount of Gilboa. And the Philistines followed hard upon Saul and upon his sons. And the Philistines slew Jonathan, that's sad, and Abinadab and Melchua's Saul's sons. And the battle went sore against Saul, and the archers hit him. And he was sore wounded of the archers. So Saul's, you know, totally lost this battle. And his sons just got wiped out. Too bad Jonathan got, got killed. And Saul said unto his armor bearer, Draw thy sword and thrust me through therewith, lest these uncircumcised come and thrust me through and abuse me. Okay? But his armor bearer would not, for he was sore afraid. Therefore Saul took a sword and fell upon it. You know, Saul didn't want to get Qaddafi'd. Five. And when his armor bearer saw that Saul was dead, he fell likewise upon his sword and died with him. He's a pretty loyal guy, and he didn't want to get Qaddafi'd either. Six. So Saul died and his three sons and his armor bearer and all his men the same that day. Okay, First Chronicles chapter 10, a more complete report on this. But uh, here's the end of, end of king number one. Saul's dead. Okay. Look at what Saul did. Look what mankind did. He, he was filled with the spirit of jealousy. He was filled with the spirit of self-pride. He got, like, who was this guy? He's just a guy. Just like all the rulers of the planet are just, just people like us. They just happened to be in the right place at the right time. And, and God said, okay, you can be in charge now. You can be in charge. God allows the people to be in charge to see how everyone else is going to react. God's in control. So Saul died his three sons. And the men of Israel that were on the other side of the valley, and they there were on the other side of the Jordan, saw the men of Israel fled, and that Saul and the sons were dead, and they forsook the cities and fled, and the Philistines came and dwelt in them. Yeah, the, the people booked it out of there, okay? Our king's dead, let's get out of here. And it came to pass in the morrow when the Philistines came to strip the slain, that they found Saul and his three sons fallen in the Mount of Gilibai. Okay, now I'm going to stop there for a second, and go back... Not even a page, really. Let's see. Might be two pages in a... Or one page in your Bible. And look what, what happened when Saul... You know, went in to seek a familiar spirit. Okay, a familiar spirit just means... If you go to a, a fortune teller, or a witch, or a wizard, or a medium, whatever. That person... If they're able to, if they've given their will over to the evil side, 
which they may not perceive as evil, but they know it's evil, then they can conjure up a familiar spirit. And the familiar spirit will take on, in, the, in this case, in 1 Samuel chapter 28, he took on the characteristics of Samuel. And even this evil spirit, you know, Saul's bowing down to this evil spirit. Uh, a prophet is brought forth or down to you, and this evil spirit comes up from the earth. And Samuel said to Saul, uh, this evil spirit impersonating Samuel. Of course you know Samuel. They're watching us. They're in the spiritual world. They're all around us. Why hast thou disquieted me to bring me up? Yeah, not down like a prophet or the Word of God, like or the Holy Spirit, but up, up from hell. And, and Saul answered, I am sore distressed, for the Philistines make war against me, and God has departed from me. Oh, he, he mass-murdered all the prophet, all the high priests. Only one got away with David. And he pursued David with the spirit of jealousy, and evil spirits just ran wild in Saul. And he didn't listen to God. And... Now he's saying, well, God left me. Well, come on, Saul. Uh, Neither by prophets nor by dreams. Therefore I have called thee that thou mayest make known unto me. What shall I do? And then the spirit impersonating Samuel. Wherefore then dost thou ask of me, seeing the Lord has departed from thee and has become thy enemy? Like this evil spirit is just playing tricks with Saul. He doesn't care. But this is, this is a big deal. Verse 17, can demons, devils, evil spirits, can they see the future? The answer, God's word is yes. You have to believe in God's word. And here it is, verse 17 of 1 Samuel 28. And the Lord hath done to him, as he spake by me, for the Lord hath rent the kingdom out of thy hand, and given it to the neighbor David, because thou obeyest not the voice of the Lord, nor executed his fierce wrath upon Amalek. You were disobedient and Therefore hath the Lord done this thing unto this day. That was Saul's first big mistake. He didn't listen to God. When he was supposed to wipe out the Amaleks, but he didn't. 19. Moreover, the Lord will also deliver Israel with thee, with you, Saul, into the hand of the Philistines, and tomorrow shall thy and thy sons be with me. Dead. Okay, they're going to be dead. Out of the flesh bodies, into the spiritual body. They will be with me in the spiritual world. And the Lord also shall deliver the host of Israel into the hand of the Philistines. That was, what was that, prophecy from a demon devil or evil spirit? Yeah, it was. Because this just happened in verse 31, the next day. So this, it's true. They can, they can tell the future if they want. They just mess with you. They don't care. They see how we fret away about the little things. And they know we're restricted. And God allows them. If you put your will over to demons, devils, evil spirits, then, yeah, you can contact them, and they will mess with you. And this one even told the truth. And the truth messed with Saul because Saul was on the opposite side of the truth. He was on his, he just went by what he thought was right. And what happened to Saul was Saul's uh, sons, Jonathan, Abadad, and Melchishua, Saul's sons got killed. Israel got beat, and Saul's dead too. And verse 9 of 1 Samuel chapter 31, And they cut off his head, they cut off Saul's head, and stripped off his armor, and sent him into the land of the Philistines round about to publish it in the house of their idols and among the people. Wow. Because they knew he was anointed of God. And now they're trying to mock God. Remember, 
Remember, the power of a mocker always lies within accusation, never fact. You, you have to understand that when people mock God, he doesn't take it lightly. And that goes for scoffers, mockers, finger pointers. Okay, let's go to verse 10. And they put his armor in the house of Asheroth. And they fastened his body to the wall of Bethshen. This is Bethshen supposed to be health of rest. And in Asheroth, that is the male sex god. They put that phallic symbol up and they worship it. And you don't think that's happening today? That's happening today big time. The Asheroth is our Easter. But let's go beyond the blasphemy of Easter on the high day of Christianity. The Passover. The high day of Christianity where we're supposed to be honoring and celebrating what Jesus Christ did to us. The crowning point being the cross at Calvary where prophecy was fulfilled and the kingdom of heaven became in accordance with God's divine written word in accordance with reality. And we're sitting here having Easter. The goddess Esther, the Ashtaroth. It's that phallic symbol of uh of um, I'm trying to say it politely, like, what do eggs represent? Easter eggs. Eggs represents fertility. These are all fertility symbols, and people worship these things. Quick like a bunny. Bunnies were heavily fertile animals. You put two in a cage, go out there in a month, you got like thirty of them. And the grove worship, where they would have, just morally despicable, morally revolting sexual orgies. And that's what the Ashtaroth was. You don't think it's happening today? Canada, United States? You see these uh, on your internet, all these pornography stations, you see these people talking about sex all the time in the newspaper, full-page ads about the male erection, male erection pills. That's all people think about is sex and money. And here's the Ashtaroth. They took, they took um, the anointed of God, Saul's armor, which should represent the gospel of armor, and put it up to their sex god. And people these days, they put so much importance and jealousies and envies and expectations, sexpectations, on themselves and others. Like, they deserve it. You, you go, you look at, okay, Look at my podcast or anything I've tried to teach the Bible with. A couple hundred thousands of views on any pornography. And yeah, I used to watch pornography, so don't get on my case. I've repented, and, and I don't walk that vanity of vanities anymore. I've repented from it. But I walked it, so I know. The temptation is real. But there's millions of hits on every single little pornography video People give it power. That's what they honor. That's what they think about. Their crotches and each other's crotches. Even same-sex crotches. Like, don't impose that on me. You know what? To become celibate, first six months are brutal. And the next six months are hard. And then after that, goes, what value did that have? It's, it's a hard one to shake, but it's doable. And these people are taking God's gospel armor from Saul. Now, God departed from Saul, but they didn't know that. They knew that the God of Israel was the Lord 
our Father, and they put that armor into their sex God. That's who they protect, and that's what people do today. Yeah, I deserve it. I have sex expectations. I'm going to sit on the internet. I'm going to go get a date. I'm going to find a, a second girlfriend past my wife, or I'm going to put expectations on my wife that, you know, I'm just going to be not thinking about what the definition of marriage is. It's not for self-gratification. You become one, and you think about the other person. And you don't be a pig, guys. And girls, don't be impose celibacy on your guy either. Like, what do you expect? Like, you think about the other person. Guys, control yourself. And girls, don't put don't impose celibacy on your guy. What do you What do you think's gonna happen? And you go crying. Ah, he went and called prostitute and start crying. Uh, yeah. Well, you know what, guys. You should, you should be able to control yourself, but girl, you have to take care of each other. You have to respect each other. It's no cakewalk in these flesh bodies. And if you, if you love the girl and you get married to her, which is the definition of marriage, you become one. And that's where sex stops right there. With each other, it's not about self-gratification. It's about thinking about the other person. Like if you were that person, how would you feel? If, if the guy's in there talking morally repulsively things and he's thinking about other things trying to bring those into the bedroom buddy you better wash your mouth out with soap and you better bleach your brain and girly don't impose celibacy on the guy like respect each other and love each other that's the definition of marriage. God puts his gospel armor out, and what does people do? They wrap it around their groins. And that's what happened here. And when the inhabitants of Jabesh Gilead, that's, um, that's called a dry town, actually, and it's one of the Israeli towns, heard of that which the Philistines had done to Saul, all the valiant men arose and went all night and took the body of Saul and the body of his son from the wall of Beshan and came to Jabesh and burnt it there. And they took their bones and buried them under the tree of Jabesh and fasted seven days. They cremated, cremated and buried their king out of respect because he was the king after all. Yeah, he's not going to do the best job because he fell away from God, but... Uh, you know, God died. Here's history from the human standpoint. In Chronicles, God's standpoint and reasons of the history. Okay, First Chronicles is the... Well, Chronicles is the history... In, or this is the history in Chronicles is genealogy. Listen, I'll get back to you on that. I can't remember right now off the top. I, I kind of got off track there. I want to thank you very much for listening. Hope you enjoyed the first book of Samuel. That was just the greatest thing. The first book of Samuel should be called the first book of Kings, but hey, I wasn't there to help out with the naming of it, and neither were you. So we call it first Samuel, second Samuel, first Kings, second Kings, and that's the order we're going to go in. We're done the first book of Samuel. I hope you enjoyed that. It wasn't that just the greatest thing. Please help support this podcast by promoting it, sharing it, or getting involved with the podcast, or getting involved in the church administration with your time or money contributions. Go to companion chapel.com and i'll see you there you can call me too i took the value uh i took the vow of confidentiality i've been getting a few phone calls lately and yeah i've walked it or i've walked beside it so i can talk it okay i'm not just uh, i'm not proud of anything 
but you can't rub my face in anything. And there's nothing anyone could say that would surprise me. You call me at 509-706-8876 and give me time to get situated and we can talk it out. You're one of my brothers and sisters. You're part of the human family. And I love you very much. I want to thank you very much for listening. Have yourself a great day and bye for now.